Thanks for listening to Victory's podcast today. Connecting people to a life-changing relationship with Jesus is what we're all about. For more resources or to reach out to us, go to victorychristian.church. So obviously I'm not Pastor Mike. Uh, Pastor Mike and Elizabeth are leading uh, an MFI church uh, leadership gathering in Orlando this weekend. So I have the privilege of preaching. Now, thank you. The one right there. You're my favorite <laughs> teacher's pet. So um, I have not preached here on a Sunday morning for probably, I didn't actually look up the date, but if I ballparked it, I would say like 12 or 13 years, if that lets you know how good the last message was. <laughs> um, it was that good. So <laughs> That's right. It was so good. Like, you're good for a while. You can take a decade off. You can take a decade off. Um, if you know me and my wife, you know that's... Um, that's the whole story, but I used to go to church here. I got married, and we went um, to her dad's church, and we've been back here for three and a half years or so now, so that's the, the main reason, and I'm a little busy on Sunday mornings doing the singing and worshiping things. So, uh, so the sermon today, uh, we're going super, super basic. It's about God's grace, and I'm going to give you the tagline, the punchline, right up front because... Um, it, it, you can turn this down a little bit. I hear, I hear the, uh, the feedback. I actually don't mind the level, but the feedback is a little distracting. Um, it's called, you have it, right? We could go home right now, right? Grace, you have it. Um, I wanted to give you that up front because I actually was going to call it something else, but um, I really wanted people to remember, remember that this morning um, as we go from here. So you have, you have the punchline. Uh, I've been thinking a lot about God's grace lately, um, singing about what Jesus has done. If you've noticed, a lot of our songs that we've been introducing have been very, very gospel-centered. That is uh, very, very intentional. Um, uh, not that there's anything wrong with other songs that don't necessarily have the gospel in them. It's just, you know, we've had, there's been some really great songs that just have the gospel in them coming out lately. And uh, at least from my observation, it just feels like this, this kind of like... Um, coming back to grace, coming back to the cross kind of thing that's been in a, lot of, in a lot of worship music that I like. Worship teams are just cranking out some really, really good, rich songs. And so uh, it's been a really big um, theme um, for me lately. Uh, but I did have a... Uh, actually, before I do that, I'm going to read... Uh, we're going to start with our scripture, and I'll get ahead of myself, because I'm about to jump like two pages ahead of my notes. So I'm going to read 2 Corinthians 12, uh, 9 through 10, just because I think it's just such a great reminder, and kind of will set the tone uh, for this morning, and then we'll, uh, we'll pray. So 12, 9, 2 Corinthians 12, 9 through 10. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly of my weaknesses, so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. For the sake of Christ, then, I am content with weaknesses, insults, hardships, persecutions, and calamities. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Uh, what I brought about uh, this sermon before we pray, just to kind of set the stage, um, was I had a really nightmare week like a month or so ago. It was a really, 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 really rough week, and I was really struggling to see God's grace uh, in my life and the situations in my life. Um, yes, we're ta- I'm talking a lot about God's grace to us and how we are saved, but I'm also just talking about the grace that he gives us just to live life, and it was it was a doozy 
of a week, and this, this message was birthed out of that, that week a month ago, uh, at least a lot of what's in this. Um, so let's pray. God, we just thank you so much um, for who you are and for your, your grace. God, we thank you for the, just the sweet time of worship where we declared it and we sang it together. And uh, I just pray over um, just everyone listening, whether they're listening online, uh, if they're in person, uh, God, that you will open their eyes to see your grace more. God, if they don't know you, that they will come to know you. If they already know you, that they'll just know you more. And we just thank you so much for who you are, in Jesus' name. Amen. So um, I came up with four questions for the sermon. So these are super simple questions. You're going to hear this, and you're going to be like, well, this is like children's church, like, basic questions, and it's very uh, strategic and uh, intentional that I did that. So when we're having trouble seeing God's grace, what are those, those four questions that uh, I kind of felt that really uh, helped me uh, examine what was going on in my heart that month ago? Question number one, if you're, if you're a note taker, do I know who Jesus is? Uh, another way of asking this, especially if you have a relationship with Jesus, is am I remembering who Jesus is? That doesn't look a good way to ask the question. Um, I know it's a very basic, and maybe many of you it's very obvious, and you can rattle off a bunch of stuff about who Jesus is, um, but there's a couple things to keep in mind. One, uh, not everyone knows. I know in North America a lot of us know, but not everyone knows, and I want to be sure that um, when I'm preaching, I'm explaining who he is, just in case there's someone who doesn't know who he is. Uh, and this is prevalent in, in our culture, is not everyone agrees who he is. Not everyone agrees that he was who he said he was. And that is definitely relevant to us, right? Uh, so even though most of us can answer this question a number of ways, uh, we can often live or be tempted uh, to live um, as if we don't really know who he is. So for those of us who are Christians, even though we know who he is, sometimes our day-to-day -day doesn't always reflect that. Um, I'm going to start my, oh, my timer's going. It just, for some reason, did something weird. So I don't want to go, I don't want to go too long. That's why they haven't asked me back for 10 years. So be careful. <laughs> um, so uh, I found uh, I, the verse in uh, Hebrews 1, 1 through 4. It's such a rich, uh, there's so many verses I could have picked about who Jesus is, but I'm just going to read this really quick. Long ago, at many times and in many ways, God spoke to our fathers by the prophets. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his son, whom he appointed the heir of all things, through whom also he created the world. He is the radiance of the glory of God and the exact imprint of his nature. And he upholds the universe by the word of his power. After making purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high, having become as much superior to angels as the name he has inherited is more excellent than theirs. Jesus is God, and God is glorious and powerful and beautiful, uh, and our affection and our worship in us grows as we consider glorious things. Yeah. It's the considering. That's why I asked, do you know Jesus or are you remembering who Jesus is? That's how our affection grows. Um, that's why we worship. That's why we sing. That's why we declare God, how magnificent God is. And, uh, and despite all of that, uh, we are temptedly, tempted 
daily to worship created things over a glorious creator. And we're tempted, as I was a month ago, where I'm really in the thick of it, to place ourselves above God. There's this quote from John Piper, and um, it's one of my favorite quotes of his. He's talking about um, people visiting the Grand Canyon. He said, standing on the edge of the Grand Canyon and contemplating your own greatness is pathological. At such moments, we are made for a magnificent joy that comes from outside ourselves. How often do we do that with God? How often? In the presence of just magnificent God, and we, I say we, I'm, I'm really, I'm talking about myself, like daily are obsessed with ourselves, looking at ourselves, looking inwardly, and then we wonder why we're struggling so much and why we don't see evidence of God's grace. We're looking so much at self. When we're at the Grand Canyon and there's this beautiful sight and we're just not, you know, not looking. Uh, if you haven't realized yet, I get very emotional in preaching, so you're just going to have to deal with it. It might get worse from here. I can't make any promises, so that's just how it is. Pastor Mike knows that, and he told me, he said, just do that. Like, don't lose that. Just, you know, it is what it is. Go with it, so. Um, that's right. <laughs> Question number two. Do I know what Jesus did? And just like the last question, another way of asking, am I remembering what Jesus did? You know, how well do we know what he did? How much are we reflecting on that? Um, um, and, and this ties into a little bit later, but I'm going to go ahead and uh, mention it. A potentially scarier question, uh, it was scarier for me, is how much do we care? Right? How much do we care? And we're going to come back to that a little bit later. Um, have you ever met a, I'm saying have you, I know you have, have you ever met a diehard sports fan that can just rattle off, I was going to say, I'm, I'm prepared, this is me, this is me, if you don't know me, this is me, a diehard sports fan that can just rattle off stats and things about players and just like, just really, you know, they, lo they love sports, um, you know, like you know, Tom Brady has 251 wins, 15 Pro Bowls, Super Bowl MVP, he's five, uh, 89,000 plus yards. I didn't write it off the top of my head. I, I read it. But uh, I know Pastor Mike, if he was here, he would have wanted me to talk about um, Ben Roethlisberger. But I decided to go with Tom, Tom Brady. Um, and Ben Roethlisberger's stats are, like, really easy to remember. Like, ask me, like, how many Super Bowls does, Tom, uh, does Ben Roethlisberger have? No, no. How many Super Bowls? Here you go. How many Super Bowls does Ben Roethlisberger have? Ask me that. Less than Tom Brady. That's it. That's all you remember. You know, it's too like, you know. It's all you have to remember. You know all of all of his stats. I actually love Ben Roethlisberger, but Pastor Mike has given me a hard time about being a Commanders fan many, many times. And so I felt like it was my opportunity, first time in ten years, to really have the mic and and go for it. So it might be another it might be another ten years or until they win the Super Bowl and he feels good about about it. So um, um so, uh, Isaiah 53, 4 through 5. I know I'm really bouncing around scripture because I wasn't preaching from a specific passage, but I'm pre preaching about God's grace in general. So, I just wanted to read um, that real quick. Uh, when speaking of um, 
the Savior to come. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions, he was crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace, and with his wounds, or by his wounds in some translations, we are healed. That's what he did. That's what we're remembering. That's what we're singing about. That's why we're, that's why we're here. Uh, question three. Now we're going to reflect a little bit on ourselves. Do I know who I was before Christ? I almost didn't have this question in here, and then I went back and added it. Um, because I believe that before we can fully appreciate God's grace, we need to understand who we were before him, before he saved us. Um, now, there's a difference between remembering who you were because you're trying to be thankful and elicit praise and remembering who you were to beat yourself up. That is not what we're talking about. I am not telling you to reflect on who you were so you can feel bad about yourself. If you're feeling bad about yourself because of that, well, first of all, there's grace for it, but that is not what we're talking about. We're talking about remembering what he saved me from, what he's taken me to, to elicit praise and worship and adoration in our hearts, all right? That's what we're talking about. Sometimes it's hard for us to look back and look at who we were because um, maybe it feels too close or too familiar or too recently removed, and that's, I understand that. That's, that's okay. Um, and maybe you still have struggles that remind you of your old self. Well, there is grace for that. You have it, right? Like we said at the beginning, you have it. Romans 6.6 6. We know that our old self was crucified with him in order that the body of sin might be brought to nothing so that we would no longer be enslaved to sin. You see that? We know that our old self was crucified. It was dead and buried, right? That's our old self. If we are in Christ, we are a new creation. Um, when this, this question I thought of this question of who I was before Christ. It made me think back to when um, I was in Atlanta at Bible College, and we watched, um, have you heard of Ray Comfort? He does these evangelistic training videos, and regardless of what you think about his style or strategy and all that stuff, they were very fascinating. Um, the answers often people would give him about, if you died today, would you go to heaven? And it was, it was sometimes the questions varied, but they were, had a very consistent theme, and almost everyone says, yeah, I'd go, I'd go to heaven. Uh, and then he would ask them why. And inevitably, almost everyone points to, well, you know, I'm a good person. I do this. I go to church. Uh, and um, it was a common theme over all those videos. And you could see that uh, wrapped up in that question is just self what are you and how are you deserving to go to heaven? And the truth is, you know, maybe you're in that place now and you're thinking, yeah, I'll go to heaven because of, you know, my own works, my, my own you know, efforts. But a lot of us who have Christians know that's not true, right? We go because we are saved by grace through faith. That's what Jesus did, what he accomplished, and we get to partake in that through faith, right? So... But what's interesting is uh, 
uh, I was thinking about like, um, like a superhero movie. Like if I think about a superhero movie, you know, Jesus is the superhero, and how do we think of ourselves? And it, it would be kind of common for us, even Christians, to kind of think, okay, he came and he saved me from evil. I was like this bystander and he came and, and rescued me. And I was just thinking like, wow, that's not even what the Bible says about us. We were not innocent bystanders. This is what the Bible says about who we were. Remember, I'm not beating you up. This is supposed to be worshipful as we remember who we were uh, before we transition to who we are. That's important. I don't want to leave that part off. Romans 5, 8 through 11. But God shows his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Since therefore we have now been justified by his blood, much more shall we be saved by him from the wrath of God. For if while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son, much more now that we are reconciled, shall we be saved by his life. More than that, we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received reconciliation. Did y'all see what we were in this passage? What was the key word? Anybody see that key word? There's a couple, but there's one I'm really iced up. Enemies. We're not the innocent bystander. We're the villain. Can you imagine going to see a superhero movie and the, the plot twist is the superhero saved the villain most people don't want to see that movie. There's not much about that movie that sounds appealing. You don't want to see the villain saved. You want what? Justice, right? We want justice to be, justice to be served. Um, but we were, we are the villain in the story. I was just say we were, we were, that's a key word, were the villain, right? If we are in Christ, it was a were. All right, question four. Do I know who I am in Christ, or do I remember who I am in Christ? First Peter 2, 9 through 10. Once again, this is another question that I could have picked a bunch of passages, but this is one of my favorites. But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Once you were not a people, but now you are God's people. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. Um, we have it, right? We have it. Um, I think many times when we are struggling with seeing God's grace, we can often go back to one of these questions and maybe see Okay, I'm not remembering that question, or I don't, I'm not, maybe I know the answer, but I'm not really thinking about the answer. I'm, I'm not connecting those dots. Um, uh, I started off mentioning um, that really, really bad week that I had. It's kind of a fifth point, but I didn't make it a point. Um, it'll make sense in a second. That week was so rough, I was making just tons of m mistakes. Uh, with my work. I was having a very difficult time um, parenting. I would uh, not want anybody to take my parenting advice from that, that week. Uh, I wasn't particularly being a great husband, and I was really, really beating myself up about 
all those things. Um, and they were, and most of the things I was uh, thinking about were le- legit things that needed to be addressed and were, and were mistakes. Um, what was interesting is in almost every situation I can remember about that, that week, I was met with nothing but grace from everyone I interacted with. And I didn't deserve that. And that's not how life always goes. You're not going to always be met with grace from other people when you're not being the best version of themselves. But in this case, I was. And I was still obsessing with the mistakes. Right? It's really interesting. I was still obsessing with the mistakes. And I could go through those questions, and I knew all the answers to those questions. I was thinking about those questions. Uh, and you know what happens when you're, when you're making a lot of mistakes and now you're becoming fixated on yourself and not making mistakes? What happens? You make a lot more mistakes, right? It felt like a snowball, a snowball effect. Um, and then that kind of goes back to that point earlier I said, and I realized that it wasn't for me in this case. Maybe you're stuck on one of those points and you're having trouble remembering. Maybe you're not saved at all. You don't know Jesus. For me in this case, I realized... I knew those points, and I didn't care. In that moment, I didn't care. Um, I was, my dissatisfaction and obsession was due to the fact that I wasn't looking for grace. I was telling God I wasn't seeing grace, and I was, there was grace all around me. I mean, the fact that I was there, but then people showing me so much grace, and it wasn't, it wasn't enough. I personally, in that moment, wanted to feel better about myself apart from the grace of God or the grace of others. So I wasn't hung up on a point necessarily, although I'm sure reflecting on those points would have helped. I didn't want those points. I knew the truth, and I wasn't really feeling it at the time. And um, it really put me through the ringer. Um, I I was so focused on myself, I was the guy at the Grand Canyon looking at beauty and just thinking about myself, thinking about myself, obsessed with myself and how I was feeling. And I was more in a, you know, a self-pity uh, you know, moment. But you know, whether it's pride or self-pity, they're both rooted in a lack of awareness or an apathy around who God is and what he's done. Um, and, that's where I, and that's where I was. Uh, You know, the song we did at the beginning, uh, Love Shines, um, there's this uh, there's audio. They have, like, a story behind the song. And um, they wrote this song. Let's give you a little bit of a backstory. Um, they wrote the song because of a, a poem in a valley. At a, I don't know if you've heard of the Valley of Vision, but it's got, I said poem. It's actually a prayer. So it's a Puritan prayer from a book called The Valley of Vision. And... The name of the prayer was Love Lusters. And they're like, wow, this, this, this prayer is great, but I'm not going to write a song called Love Lusters. And so it's like, it just doesn't work for our English vernacular. So uh, they wrote the song Love Shines. And many of the lyrics that are in that song are just pulled straight from, straight from um, um, the prayer. And I've just been thinking so much how much we need to remember God's grace every day, how much we need to be encouraging one another towards God's grace every day, uh, and showing God's grace to each other, 
Um, and what my plan to do, and I, if you want to come up, you can. Um, I really wasn't sure how to end, and then I kind of uh, thought it would be nice to read. I'm going to read that um, that prayer. It's a, like an abridged version, so it's not the full prayer. Full prayer is about twice as long. Um, but before I do that, um, you can reflect just a moment. You know, are you at one of those points that I mentioned where you're not, you're having trouble remembering? You know what Jesus did, but maybe you don't know who you are, or you're having trouble believing who you are, or maybe you're having trouble believing who Jesus is. Uh, or maybe you're like me. You know all those points, and you find yourself just not, not caring that much. And what I um, wanted to do is just give people opportunity if they would like prayer, so the prayer team can come up if they if they want. Um, when after we read the. Um, after I read the prayer, you're welcome to come up if you would need some prayer. And also, if you don't know Jesus at all, he did so, so much for you. He sacrificed so, so much because he loved you. Um, and if you, if you want to come up and pray with us and let us you know, go through giving your life to Jesus, we'd be glad to do that as well. If you're online, then you can... Uh, pray there in your home and send us uh, an email. Uh, what's the email? Is it uh, friends at victorychristian.church? That will get to us. I'm not sure if that's the right one he always mentions, but that will get to us. So, um, so let's let's go ahead and read real quick. Um, this is the uh, that prayer. It's hard for you to read this prayer. <laughs> my Father, enlarge my heart. Warm my affections, open my lips, supply words that proclaim love lusters at Calvary. Christ was all anguish that I might be all joy, cast off that I might be brought in. I can't see because my eyes are getting watery. Trodden down as an enemy that I might be welcomed as a friend, surrendered to hell's worst that I might attain heaven's best. Stripped that I might be clothed, wounded that I might be healed, a thirst that I might drink, tormented that I might be comforted, made ashamed that I might inherit glory, entered darkness that I might have eternal life, my Savior wept that all tears might be wiped from my eyes, he groaned that I might have endless song, he endured all pain that I might have unfading health bore a thorny crown that I might have a glory that I might have glory bowed his head that I might uplift mine experience reproach that I might receive welcome close his eyes in death that I might gaze on unclouded brightness forever that's what he did so if you'd stand if the prayer team would come up Let's pray, um, and then if you need prayer, uh, by all means, come up here. God, we just thank you so much um, for your son. God, we're sorry for the times that we um, don't see your grace as we should. We don't appreciate your grace as we should. God, the times that we don't, uh, we just don't care that much in the moment. God, we, but we thank you that there's even grace for that, God. 
God, that you just love us and forgive us and so lovingly bring us along as we're uh, growing in you. God, I pray for uh, everyone that's here, God, that you will just grow their affection for you as they uh, as they look to how much you love them, as they see your glory and see your grace. And we just thank you so much for all you've done and who you are. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks again for listening. If you'd like to connect with us, or if you'd like to know how you can give, go to victorychristian.church.